Hello and welcome back to another match preview. This would usually be an opposition match preview, but we couldn't find any Liverpool fans. Um, they're all busy or something, or they moved country or whatever reason. Not to diss them, but uh, what the hell. Anyways, we're going to do an additional preview. So we have some content out there and it's still uh, interesting and insightful. And uh, we were missing the third part of our team on uh, Sunday's recording, that being Danny Raza. Danny, how are you? Hey, I'm good, man. Um, interestingly, not free on a on five p.m. on a Sunday, but I am free at midnight on a on a tu- on a Tuesday night. I think that's where we are anyway. Not yeah, that my schedule so, ever lines up in my own head. <laughs> so we're literally recording this at the time in Canada. It's eight thirty. At the time in the UK, it's about uh, was it half after twelve? Half twelve? Yeah, half past midnight. Half yeah. past midnight. Yeah. Um, so uh, face, man. Yeah, it's commitment at its finest, so <laughs> we do appreciate that, of course. Uh, we're, like I said before, we're just going to make this a general one, kind of go over our thoughts. Danny didn't really get to get his thoughts in there, of course, since he wasn't there on Sunday. So um, we're still getting fresh opinion, and we look forward to that. But, of course, mm. Saturday's fixture, it's going to be a tough one, <laughs> just like the Man City one. We played Liverpool at home, 3 p.m. kickoff. Um, I think me and James were very optimistic. Um, what are your thoughts? We're playing the best team in the league right now. If you thought Man City were difficult, just wait until we come up against Liverpool. This is probably the most complete side that I've seen in a very, very long time in terms of a, in terms of a title challenger. Uh, Jurgen Klopp's got his system. He, we, we know exactly how he's going to play. But it's one, almost something that you can't prepare for because it's so effective uh, and it works so well. You've got Salah, you've got Firmino, you've got Mane. That front three is enough to scare any defence in the world. And this is an unbeaten side, which I think when something like 16, 17, maybe 18 wins on the bounce, um, they, they've had one hiccup, which was Manchester United giving them a one-all draw in their, in their big uh, in their big um, rivalry game, but but you know what the heck, right? Uh, I have to say, Cole, this is going to be our toughest challenge yet, and this is something which the boys really need to be up for. Oh, absolutely! And I'm seeing a lot of people, surprisingly, predicting us to get thrashed harder in this game than the Man City game. Now, that's interesting, in my opinion, because when he looked at the Man City game, we actually played really well. Obviously, in the first half, second half was different, and some people have definitely come out this season and say Man City aren't the same side. This Liverpool side are, they haven't really changed that much since last year, but they're even better. And I guess with that being said, Danny, I want to bring this up. It has nothing to do with the game, but can they challenge that invincible run that Arsenal had in 03-04? Um, that's an interesting question. That is a really interesting question. I'm not 100% sure uh because we've already seen them sort of hiccup in the Champions League haven't we um i mean we in terms of there was that game wasn't there where we saw uh yeah it was napoli wasn't it napoli earlier on in the season i i don't i know arsenal didn't go unbeaten in uh in in their unbeaten season but it shows you that they're not invincible and it showed it showed you pretty early on that they weren't invincible the way that liverpool play you know they 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 they're always far forward that that manchester united game again they almost they almost lost in that can they challenge for arsenal's unbeaten run i'm not so sure um i think there are a lot of there are a lot of sides who can who who can shock a team like liverpool at the moment i think manchester city obviously 
you could see them coming up against Liverpool and, and, and beating them. Tottenham, uh, they were more than capable of beating Liverpool. It's just that they caught in the middle of a of a, of a bad run. Uh, Chelsea, again, I think another team who could beat them. I don't think they're going to go unbeaten, uh, purely because of the level that we're at in the, champ- in the Premier League now. You know what? I was actually thinking about this. Maybe this is the best way to put it. Uh, tell me after Christmas, because that's going to be the toughest period. It's one of the toughest periods for any side. Um, so with that being said, I think if they can make it through that without actually losing, then I think that's definitely the de facto uh, um, telling tale in that regard. Um, now, if we move back to the game here, if we're looking at a Liverpool side obviously that hasn't lost yet, who are we most concerned with? I know you listed names earlier, but is there one name in particular more than any? I think you have to be looking at Mane. I think he's probably been their, their best player so far this season. Him or Firmino, I think. Uh, you've got to be looking at. They are the guys who are going to either shred our defensive pieces or uh, just have a bad day. <laughs> uh, and I, I think when you when you look at Gilbert, um, who, by the way, has been fantastic this season, but positionally sometimes seems to be straying. If Mane can get you know, through him, if he can, uh, if Mane can start running at, uh, at Bjorn Engels, I think, You've got to be. You've got to be looking at him as a big threat, man. Like he, Salah was great last season and the and the season before, but like, yeah, Mane, Mane's my guy. Mane's my guy for this, and Firmino as well. Just does an amazing job of bringing both Salah and Mane into the game. Uh, I think he can often go unnoticed, but he's been fantastic too. I mean, what, what, what do you think? There's so many elements of this side. You can start literally from their goalkeeper all the way up top, and you're almost scared of literally every player. Maybe not James Milner, but I say that now and watch him score. Um, uh, what do they call him? Boring James Milner? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that doesn't really apply because <laughs> he's a former guy. guy is, he's a former player, man. Yeah, absolutely. I, I love the man, but the guy's what 33 now, and he's still performing like he's in his prime. Like it's unreal. I think players like that, the underrated players, that is, those are the players, in my opinion, for this game we have to look at for the most because really? you know you're going to target Salah. You know you're going to target Firmino, Mane, of course. Those are going to be your three main concerns going forward, but you have to look at players like Milner because if you give them any inch of space, it's truly going to cost us. He won't start, though, man. Do you not think? He won't start. No, no, no. no. That midfield, that, that midfield, Fabinho, Wijnaldum, and Henderson has been, has been really good. And I, I think I think Jurgen Klopp would probably fancy you know sticking with that against us. I mean, Wijnaldum again is another player that goes unnoticed, but he's he's been pretty decent this season as well. I think he's chipped in with a goal so far. I think it's just it's just been the one. But he's he's he, he has a lot of energy. He adds a lot of energy to that midfield, especially when you consider that Jordan Henderson has to do a lot of the legwork too. Um, I don't think it's a great midfield by any means. By any means. Um, but there is one guy in that midfield for me who has been fantastic and who for me was uh, probably the best player on the pitch against Liverpool and that's probably for, uh, sorry against Tottenham uh, and, and that's probably Fabinho he has done an amazing job of of, of being that anchor um, if, if I was to liken him to, to any of the Villa players he basically plays in that Nakamba role he was passing the ball around spraying it around so much and if I mean, we we saw that ball over the top of McGee, uh, of, of of Mings's head earlier this week. If if Fabinho is able to find Salah and 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 put him through, or find Mane and put him through, I think you also have to be looking at him as a threat. But um, at the moment, I can't see Wijnaldum or or Henderson being dropped for James Milner when a team is 
performing this well, you you, you gotta you gotta stick with the same guys. No, man. That, that that's fair enough. I was just considering we're recording this obviously on a Tuesday. This is before Villa play Wolves and Arsenal and Liverpool square off, so things could change. Um, and obviously that midweek fixture could add a little bit of spice, and maybe we see some players on both obviously our side Villa and their side Liverpool change things up within the starting 11. But we'll switch back to Villa here because I was listening to the Villa View podcast with uh, Dan Bardell and Greg Evans. Actually, it was a great listen. And that was, uh, I enjoyed basically listening it today. If I could actually get my words out today, that'd be great. You can tell we're doing this later on. Um, (laughs) With that being said, you're doing this later on (laughs) i'm honestly like i had a 12 hour this is pathetic i had a 12 hour work day yesterday i was 7 30 to basically 7 30 and then i could not fall back asleep till like 1 a.m so i basically went back into work the following day after like maybe four or five hours sleep so right now i'm just kind of like where am i what am i doing so if you're listening to this and i'm making sense i appreciate it (laughs) you're making sense to me man that's incredible, though. Um, I don't get paid enough for my job. But anyways, employer, so if you're listening, I apologize. Um, <laughs> anyhow, getting onto the Villa side of things, when I was talking about Dan Bardell and Greg Evans, they brought up a good point. And mm. you're going to expect Connor Hurahan to start this. If he has a worldie on Wednesday, does that give him the right to start on Saturday? What, Connor Hurahan? Yeah. I do expect Connor to start in the in the game against Wolves. Uh, I know that <laughs> whoever's listening to this might be listening to this after the Wolves game, and, uh, and he will have just scored a worldie. But um, I think Douglas Louise did so well in that in that game against Manchester City, especially in that first half. I think um, I think we I think you guys made the point as well, probably on on, on the weekend that you know our, we, our midfield probably fell asleep just a little bit in the second half we just we were overrun slightly in in the end of it but uh i i, I think Douglas Louise is going to be just as hungry for that position than uh, than Conor Huran for me i think John McGinn probably needs a bit of a rest you probably want to look at giving Douglas Louise and Conor Huran both a uh, a run out on on on, on uh, against wolves and seeing <laughs> who kind of uh, you know let them battle to the to the death so to speak and kind of see who puts the most effort in and see uh, and then kind of see who plays against Liverpool. I mean, yeah, I think John John McGinn's looking a little bit tired at the moment. I'm not saying we should drop him or anything like that, but uh, there, there is a possibility that midfield uh, against Liverpool looks slightly different. Um, if Conor Huran does score a worldie against um, against Wolves, I'm not sure you bring him straight in. I think Douglas had a very, very good game against City, and I think you've got to be looking at that guy. He, he, he looks like an absolute gem, man, playing in that Hurahan or playing in that McGinn role, box to box. I, I just, I don't know, like, especially with this Liverpool game, what you change, because virtually we're almost putting our position for position, we're basically putting our best squad out there. And as much as I love Hurahan, I'd love to see him succeed. He's not better than Douglas Louise, and he's where does he really fit in there he's definitely one of those impact players who i want to see come on later and of course it's all going to depend on wednesday if he's starting how late he plays into it say if he even plays the full 90 i highly doubt he's going to start on the saturday and you did bring up a good point about mcginn i honestly hope he doesn't even play obviously um at the time of recording and we all know this now most people and it's been speculated but um jack Grealish will not play he's still uh battling 
his injury, which we've heard could be up to four weeks, but we've also heard that could literally be just a quick little knock and he'll be back for Saturday. So uh, I guess that'll probably be a game time decision come Saturday, hopefully, and hopefully he does feature. But no, John McGinn is another player. I just hope he doesn't even feature or he's on the bench because he does look a little gassed out, which concerns me because if you are going to overplay him, then when it does come to about December, he's going to be pretty exhausted and that's going to be a period where no matter the how much rotation there is we're going to need them because there are some crucial games there and you do especially want to going into the new year you want to start off in a positive way and having a tired John McGinn Mm -hmm. especially in December isn't a good look for the squad now you're going to see a bunch of rotations there we're going back and forth between obviously Wednesday and Saturday, and of course, if you're listening to this on the Wednesday after the Wolves game or on a Thursday or whenever you're listening to this, you're going to think, of <laughs> guys, shut the hell up. We already know what happened. There's going to be a lot of rotation. It's going to be interesting. But we'll get off that for a second because I, I feel like I'm rambling and people are probably telling me that they're probably putting my meme up there of me saying, oh, absolutely. And they're probably want a new one of me saying, cool, shut the hell up. <laughs> but anyways, we'll get back onto this. Because me and James, we'll get into score predictions right now, but me and James made really silly score predictions now that I think about it. Because now we saw the rest of the 7,500 to Holt team um, get theirs up. And uh, I, I guess you could say ours were positive. What did you guys What did you guys predict? <laughs> uh, oh, do we want to get into this now? Um, I, I guess so. Wait, no. Oh, so, yeah, let's do it at the end. Let's do it at the end then. I'm just saying because you okay. brought it up. Okay, fair enough. We'll bear this one in mind. We'll stick, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll stick with a positive uh, thought in mind here. From a Villa perspective against Liverpool, what can we expose, and what should we essentially like? What areas should we utilize most? Like, what can how can we have success against arguably probably the one of the top three teams uh, form wise in the whole world, if not the top? So we played very well in that first half against City, right? Like, we obviously, we we had a few chances early on. We soaked up some pressure. Mm-hmm. I mean, our, defend, yep. our defending at times is, is, is sickly magnificent. Um, we, the, the best we can hope for, honestly, is getting a cheeky counter-attack mm-hmm. and, and rushing them. I mean, that's, that's, that's what we've got to hope for. And, and and we need to be able to finish properly. Wesley needs to be firing properly, man. He needs to he needs to cut out these errors. It's not just him, by the way. I think if Trezeguet starts, which I, for whatever reason, feel like he will, he needs to be getting in as well. I think um, I think I think Trezeguet needs to look at the other guy, you know, his Egyptian comrade on the other on the other side of the pitch, and think, right, this guy's uh, starting from the same international team as me. Let me, you know, let let me flip and get get some. Uh, get some spotlight too. We're going to need him to finish, which he hasn't done all season. And I think when you look at the Tottenham goal as well against Liverpool earlier, uh, I mean, from the weekend, it was <laughs> there was a massive element of luck in it. Massive, massive element of luck in it. We're going to need some of that. But again, when we soak up the pressure, we're going to need to we're going to need to take advantage of whatever attack that that, that we get. And I think, um, yeah, I think this is it. Uh, we we need to stop. We need to make sure that we don't fall asleep because we we have a tendency in these games to cruise. Like uh, and we we saw that against Man City as well. 
Liverpool aren't going to let us cruise because they are probably the most energetic, most uh, most dynamic team in the whole league. Now, actually, as a counterpoint to that, though, especially this season, Liverpool have been known to start games off being a little sleepy and taking a little bit of time to get into that. Obviously, the Spurs one's an easy cop-out because I think that Kane scored within, what, like a minute and 30 seconds or something like that. Um, But if I'm thinking... Sorry, go on. Sorry, I was going to say, yeah. So, I mean, just just so people know about this goal, what happens is Son basically shoots, uh, runs to the defense, shoots, it bounces off one of the defenders onto the bar, and Harry Kane's just kind of there in poaching position to head it in. So just backing up your point that it's a bit of an anomaly. Yeah, and I think I want to say further, for at least further, few spur ga- uh, f- wow, first few games, if I can speak English, wish I spoke other languages, <laughs> um, but uh, for the first few games this year, I think they conceded early on in a few of those, if I'm thinking correctly. I could be just making up nothing, but I just, for some reason, think that happened. And... With that being said, we're having better first halves, and that's evident. The second halves are completely different. I think it's, what, 13 or 14 goals we've now conceded in the second half this year in the Premier League, which definitely is a concern. I think if we're going to have any success here, we have to have grab a goal in the first half because it, it's great to be nil-nil against a top-tier side. But... Going into the second half, we saw how easily things come undone for us. And it's not a good confidence boost. And I'd rather be up. I mean, anyone would rather be up 1-0 at halftime, especially. But I think it's crucial to get anything out of this game. Sorry, man. I was in the middle of eating a peanut. (laughs) (laughs) I'm leaving that (laughs) Right. Sorry. Um... Back into it. I'm backing up your point, man. We do need to score early. <laughs> we need to. We do need to keep it up. I'm, I'm sorry. Okay, we're okay. We're we're leaving that in because that's awesome. It's midnight, man. I get hungry at this time of night. It's 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 prime hours for snacking. I thought you were going to carry on talking. I feel like every podcast we do, you're What's eating. That? Like every podcast no. we do, I swear you're eating something or you're never watching something. Sometimes I have the other game on. No, you're cooking chicken. Yeah, every I'm time not really. actively cooking it, dude. It's in the oven. <laughs> it's not on my stove. <laughs> well, no, I know. Well, it's still cooking in the next, oven. It's still cooking. Next time, I'm going to put my podcast mic on the uh, on the kitchen counter. Uh, no, um, yeah, we need to. We do need to. Uh, we do need to get in there early. We we do. I think you're right. Liverpool have kind of started a lot of these games slowly. I think they, they started slowly against Manchester United as well. I think Salah's not been on his best this season. He, he doesn't look incredibly high on confidence. And I know that he scored uh, the penalty, obviously, against Tottenham, the winning penalty, which was obviously good for him. But yeah, this isn't this is an unbeatable side. I think they've just done a lot of things right so far this season. I think I think their, their confidence definitely shines through. Um, and they are exactly the kind of side that would finish us off if we're if we're not up to our best. I mean, even if we are up to their best, you've got to be backing Liverpool. That, that, I think that's the funny thing. Um, but I think they had something yeah, like twenty. That's fair. I think they had like twenty-one shots on target against Tottenham as well. Like thirteen of them on target. You, you I mean we consider that kind of return, man? What kind of chance do we have to be, you know, keeping them from scoring? 
It's going to be tough, and I think if a lot of Villa listeners are going to listen to this and think, oh my god, you guys aren't even talking about Villa barely, <laughs> and it's kind of, it's swaying all towards Liverpool, but especially even when we talked about Man City, it's kind of the same thing. You have to give these teams respect, and it's hard not to talk about mm-hmm. how good good they are, because they're at the top of their game, and easily these are two of the best teams maybe the Premier League have ever seen definitely man city squad wise um now getting into that we'll we'll kind of kind of quiet things down here simmer things down and make things much simpler danny Mm -hmm. let's do score predictions now before we get into the next topic because i want to get into wesley actually after this okay what's your score prediction uh look i'm not trying to be a pessimist i don't think we've been bad this season i I wasn't incredibly disheartened against manchester city i mean if, if anything when i said that you know, um, I was upset that we didn't really come out in the second half. Uh, I'm, I'm basically picking at holes, right? Unfortunately, we are the kind of team that either goes big or goes home. In the sense that we can be brilliant and we can storm a team and all our luck goes our way. Or we can, for whatever reason, shut down totally. Once a team has gotten past us, once they score, once they get a couple, I'm not incredibly certain uh, we can we can kind of stop it from leaking. And that's okay um, because it's just the kind of team we are. Now, Liverpool are 45 matches unbeaten at Anfield. 45. That is longer than an entire season. And I think for me... Um, watching them against Spurs, watching them come back against Spurs, watching them come back against Manchester United. If we score first, that's not going to stop them from winning. No. This is a this is a great team. So for me, my score prediction is 4-1. I think Mane has looked unstoppable this season, as has Firmino. Salah's just got his confidence back from scoring that penalty. Look, we may be able to compete in midfield. But Henderson, Wijnaldum, Fabinho, they run their socks off. Uh, and as much as John McGinn, Douglas Louise, Marvellous Nakamba can try, all I want to see from us in that game is, um, you know, let's scare them. Let's scare them. Let's get that goal. Let's get the, let's, let's get that early goal. Let's see if we can keep it up. Um, maybe get a one-all draw. But yeah, for me, bro, it's 4-1. My score prediction, one-all. I already said it on Sunday. I apologize for the barking dogs. Yeah, do you back. still believe it? Um can we answer that another day um because everyone else kind of gave negative score lines so i don't really know what to think anymore um yeah i'll stick with one how do you think we contain them Uh, how how do we how do we get to that one one we (laughs) don't concede in the first half (laughs) and then somehow (laughs) you know what this is this would be the perfect way a little deflating we're up one nil until like the 80th minute and then we concede i'll take that little deflating but a point's a point would you take that oh no i wouldn't be deflated whatsoever that's ridiculous if we if we get a one-all draw with them and we'll we'll close it with the final topic we've been we've been really all over the place here tonight danny that's for sure uh no real order we had our score predictions really right smack in the middle um and (laughs) uh james is gonna love us to do this i'm sure and um with that being said, I want to get your thoughts on Wesley because I know you had some and obviously you weren't on the podcast on Sunday. Does he deserve to start 
against Liverpool on Saturday, or is it uh, Keenan Davis's time to shine? Yeah, speaking of all over the place, um, I wish Wesley would be a little bit more all over the place. I think I, I found it very interesting what James said earlier this week. Um, I mean, on the last podcast uh, that you guys did, uh, in that he does seem to track back, but almost at the wrong times. And I think against Manchester City, I think what we saw was him being very isolated. We've seen this happen quite a bit. There's certain games where we're on the attack and we're on the ball quite a lot. And in those games, Wesley does well because he has a little bit of space to, has a little bit of space to get the ball, spray it around, get it around, and uh, for himself as well to kind of wade through defences and, uh, and, and find himself in decent positions. Against Man City, he was missing, but I'm not sure it's totally down to him. Uh, we we just I think we always seem to struggle to get it up to the striker in 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 games where we don't have the ball. I mean, do, uh, do you think there's an element of that? I'm not trying to like defend him heavily, but do you think there's an element of that when it comes to Wesley's game? Yeah, I do agree with you. Um, I think the thing that bothers me the most about him is just his body language. It's the the diving. It's the it just there's there's a lot of it that I feel like if he wants to be on the top of his game and reach his potential. I think there's things like that, that he needs to change. And I can't believe I'm saying this. I think Stan Collymore is right. I think he does kind of need a striker coach. (laughs) He needs a mentor, doesn't he? Because it almost seems to me as though he's a bit of an outsider in the Premier League. I don't think he quite understands the way that it works when it comes to fouling and the way that it's viewed when you're, um, when you kind of, uh, look for the foul or when you when when you go over yeah. and I'm not saying he's a diver but he does make the most of a lot of situations um and I, and I just I just wonder whether he's being mentored properly uh, I think it's it's interesting that you Stan Collymore obviously mentioned was it Emil Heskey um but uh yeah I think there's there's definitely bits of his game he needs to sort out I just think he needs a bit more maturity and I think you know arguably arguably Keenan Davis is the more mature striker I mean, he's he's picked up a lot of slack in the championship before. But are you telling me, Keenan Davis, who I don't believe has ever scored in the Premier League, should be the guy that starts against Liverpool? That's 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 the, the worry, isn't it? But, but yeah, with Davis, I guess essentially is, I'd prefer it. He'll start the Wolves game, we know that, so you're probably going to see Wesley. Um but the main thing that I find with Wesley and I want to see is I just want to see that more hunger. I want to see better decision-making. And although albeit I think he's better with a two up top and someone more supportive, I think he just needs to finally fit in and make it happen because we've seen him score and his goal scoring record's all right. It's just the rest of his game needs to develop. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent, hundred percent. I think maybe, maybe the, the, the answer is to play with Wesley and Davis against Liverpool. Maybe maybe somebody like Trezeguet needs to needs to bite the dust, you know. Uh, maybe maybe you play Davis on the wing, see if uh, see if he can kind of link up with Wesley a little bit. But I don't know, man. I think I think right now where we are is that we don't have an ideal striker, and I guess that's okay. I guess that's okay for now, um, as long as we are getting the goals from midfield. My worry with Davis is that I think if he starts against Liverpool, Van Dijk and um, Van Dijk and Lovren eat him up. I think at the very least with Wesley, what you might well get is some aggression, some well-needed aggression. And if we can get him piping up against Van Dijk and, and against Lovren, we might just be able to kind of gain a couple of openings. He did that well against Arsenal, actually. 
Wesley. Uh, he, he when when he gets passionate and when he when he tries when he's you know when 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 he when he when he's got some sort of drive in him. And I'm not saying I'm not saying he's lazy whatsoever, but there's certain games where you know the beast comes alive. I think um, I think that's what could be a little bit more useful for us. I just cannot see Keenan Davis outdoing Van Dyke and Lovren like that. Yeah, I agree. But anyways, we'll we'll wrap it up there because uh, this has been. <laughs> how do you put this this preview here? It's been an interesting preview where um, maybe we should do it more late at night ones because some interesting <laughs> things come out. <laughs> but uh, anyways, Danny, it's been great. Um, hope you guys enjoyed. It's obviously not an opposition preview, but it's still a lengthy one at that. And we hope you enjoy. Of course, you can find me at talk Astonville on Twitter. You can find Danny on Twitter as well at Razo Journal. I got that right. Correct, Danny? <laughs> Razo Journal. R-A-Z-A. Woohoo. I got it right. And of course, you can find us <laughs> all together at 7500 to Holt. Remember, go on the website, www.7500toholt.com. It's been great. And of course, up the villa. Up the villa.